Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Our next guest is a fixture on this program. In fact, he was a fixture long before this program existed, and we are grateful to have him. His name is Chris Baker from Sabre Prospects. How are you, Bakes? Duffer, I'm doing well. I had a perfectly ripe avocado this morning. I get to talk to Duffer and Martin. It's going to be a great day. Was it from Mexico? Of course it was. Okay. So we've established that. And I was thinking during the break, like we all have our favorites. So if we played a name game, and we changed our personal first names to that of our favorite player. My name for you would be Norwin Baker. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I would have to get some turtlenecks going, I think, to uh, I think really Norwin it up. But that, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> How is Norwin performing this year? He's eased his way in pretty nicely with Shakutami up in the queue. You know, he's playing middle pair minutes right now. Um, he looks pretty comfortable. You know, he's a really smooth skater. You can tell, like, he's got the big frame. He's got the reach. And, uh, you know, physically, I think he's holding up. Um, he's limiting his turnovers. He's He has definitely had some adjusting to do. It's a smaller ice surface over here. The game's faster. It comes at him very fast. But um, spent a pretty steady ramp up. He's getting some power play time. He looks comfortable with the puck and um, pretty cool and poised, making decisions with it. So I like where he's at right now. No goals yet this year. He's picking up some helpers, always contributing at both ends of the ice. And he's a guy that should be a performer for Germany's uh, World Junior Championship roster later in the season here. Nice. Okay, so no goals for Norwin and Shakutami, but, uh, you know, we got goals from Kulik and Roseanne, and their offense in Rochester seems to be clicking. Um, I I want the offense in Buffalo to get a, a bit of a boost, right? So... I'm going to ask you again, and I've asked you last time, um, do you bring one of them up? Do you bring both of them up together? How do you help Kulik and Roseanne maybe have an impact in Buffalo when it's time to to call them up? Because I think it's it's getting close to that. Yeah, I like what they've done this year, bringing up, you know, Byro and then Rusek, rewarding those guys with, you know, they used to have ready two-way readiness there. Um, I think for Kulik and Roseanne, this year has been huge for them. And it's not even really about the offense. I know you're leading in with offense, but it's yeah. about everything else that they've been doing and the work they're putting in off the ice for them. You know, I just think you have to manage your expectations properly when you bring one or both of them up. 
you know, I think that it's going to be a staged process. Get them up, get them some exposure, let them process it, send them back down. I think both things can be true, Marty, that they can come up and spark the attack and make the attempt to spark the attack. But at the same time, they might not be completely ready to be full-time contributors to this club. That's kind of where I'm at with both players. But, um, you know, bringing both of them up at the same time is very compelling because they're like kind of like thunder and lightning. You know, Kulik has a lot of that in-your-face style to his game. And Rosane is very steady at both ends, very reliable off the puck, really helping win battles in the defensive zone. I kind of like the idea of bringing them up together, but that also is like, how much younger do you want to be on any given night? You're already the youngest team in the NHL. Bringing two guys up that are uh, 20 and 19, that might be a, a tough one there. You know what I mean? But like right now for me, even though Rosane had the big week weekend with the four-point game in Cleveland, he's now the Amherst leading scorer. Kulik, for all he's done in the total body work, his shooting ability, his ability to play center and the versatility that he brings, he might be still ahead of Rosane for me in that on-deck circle if you had to pick one. But it's really, really narrow. I mean, they're neck and neck. And I see why you talk about bringing them up both together because they're kind of handcuffed together right now. It is interesting, and it's especially made so by Don Granato's early season comment about being young is getting old, right? Like, we need to stop talking about it. Um, and I don't know, like, when you see and listen to how Marty has explained Benson's role with the team and his effectiveness, and if you throw away birth certificates, like, I mean... It really doesn't matter. Like if, if a player is even marginally more effective than someone who's been in the NHL for two, six, eight, ten 10 years, you should be thinking that you need to lean on that. Right. And we can't sit here and answer whether that duo in Rochester can also do that here. Cause we don't know yet, but boy, oh boy, I, I think, I think it does feel like it's getting time to check, check them out based on, the consistency that they've displayed down there for a year plus. That's why I man. That's why I mentioned the expectations and kind of managing it and setting them properly. Mm-hmm. Be prepared. Like in, on a, in a meritocracy that it can come up in a true meritocracy, regardless of their lack of NHL experience, but it's about managing the expectations in terms of ice time and their ability to succeed right away. Mm-hmm. Because I think that if you, if you, you, if you position it where you're just going to come up and give them a look and put them in positions in the lineup to succeed, then you can just let them go play, play free, limit your mistakes, limit their exposure, give them guarded minutes. It's tricky though. Um, we've seen a lot of players have success at the AHL and it takes them some time to adjust to the NHL game. Every level up takes an adjustment. And we don't know to your point, mm-hmm. but we know they're very talented players. We know that the year over year, um, it's just reliability taking late in the game draws in the defensive zone, things like that. It's just incredible. And it's all the work that they've done off the ice film room. Seth Apper talks about a lot in the shooting room. These guys have Mm -hmm. earned it both with their play, but also their work ethic off the ice. Now I am on the record that I don't care if a uh, eligible slide contract, meaning that a Zach Benson or a Matt Savoy or a Yuri Kulik this year, because this contract is still eligible to slide and not kick in until next year because he's 19 years old. I don't care if they play 10 games. I don't care if they play 20 because if they're better and they make your team better, you got to have them. But I think with Kulik now, you can get a look for nine games to see, hey, will he be able to put his... The, the the difference between developing in the American League and having an impact in the NHL, like, will that be this year or will it be next year? And I think 
for Kulik, for example, I would say, okay, there's a nine game addition that could be happening. And then you make the decision after nine because having that extra year may be more beneficial cap wise and managing wise. If you finish the season in Rochester, do you think that would be the approach? If you were like in the big chair, do you think that would be the approach saying with Kulik, it's different because he is still on a sliding contract this season if he doesn't play 10 games in the NHL? I think him getting a look, it's a matter of if, uh, it's a matter of when, not if. I think he's earned that look. I think he's going to come up. If Zach Benson, for example, goes to Canada for the World Juniors, which is possible, that might be an opportune time to bring Kulik up for a stretch of games and eat a chunk of those nine. It's possible. Mm -hmm. We don't know how they're going to handle that yet, right? Mm -hmm. I look at the, um, you know, Lucas Rusek situation when they brought him up. He has two-year deal. I think that him coming up was part of that. Let's give him a look, a chunk of games while he's on the two-way. Same thing here with Kulik. It's just a matter of uh, when do they do it, not if they do it. I I think he's going to get a look here. Beyond um, what we've just touched on, what else is uh, grabbing your eye? Obviously, one that we saw in the Sabres and Amherst lineup was Matt Savoy. Uh, A quick update on his return to the dub? Yeah, back in Wenatchee, uh, played four games in five nights, had a five-point game against Spokane on Saturday. But more importantly, I think, uh, he had the hat trick, by the way, also. I mean, he's... Some of the plays that he's made in the four games back, he has eight points total, some hardworking plays. They're not, you know, just easy tap in goals. Uh, his first play back was a really hardworking play where he went in hard on the four check, used an active stick to dislodge a puck from a defender and set up a teammate out front. I think it's, um, we're going to see a player here. You know, when you talk about Kulik and Rosane with the work that they're putting in right in Rochester, you can still do that work and put that level of effort into your game back in the WHL. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look bored. Yet, I think that's a good sign. I think maybe uh, the fuel of coming up short last year in the WHL playoffs is going to be enough to drive him this year once he gets back from the World Juniors and keep him engaged to become a better player every night, not take nights off. Duffer, he's going to be able to dominate in that league whenever he wants. You got to get him in the mindset of dominating every night. What about the? Oh, go ahead, Duffer. No, I just hope that you've never looked at uh, Marty and I and thought we were bored. <laughs> it's easy yeah, to no. think that you know what i mean but the reality is that you can't control where he is he control how he plays though right yeah what about the fuel of him not making the world juniors team and not making the camp last year like you're thinking where do you see matt savoy fitting on team canada the world juniors um i would assume he's gonna make the club like i i think he's had the experience in the american league the nhl and now you know he hasn't really taking his foot off the pedal for the four games. So where do you think he goes? I don't see a world where he doesn't make that team. I don't see a world where he's not firmly in their top six. You know, they're going to have a pretty good stacked top six there. It depends Mm -hmm. on if Benson goes and plays with them. I can see Benson and Savoy being on the same line, maybe with their Winnipeg line mate, Connor Geeky or or Wenatchee uh, teammate, Connor Geeky now. (laughs) Uh, Maybe Max Celebrini, who's at BU, can play with him. He's going to go number one overall, likely in the 2024 draft. I see Savoy up in the lineup that high, just given his experience. And it doesn't matter that he didn't play last year. I think he knows why he didn't make that team. They were loaded. They had a lot of returnees last year. It's a different ball game this year, and he's going to be a big part of their team. Happy Thanksgiving, Bakes. Oh, Duffer, happy American Thanksgiving <laughs> to you hey, both. Hey, quickly, do you think Scott Ratzliff goes to Team Canada and make the World Juniors? You know, it's interesting. He had um, he was in the Zoom meetings over the summer. They didn't have any on-ice training. I think he's kind of in the mix, but he didn't have the hottest start to his season. He, he, you know, he let up... Uh, he let in six in his first game back, then went on a four-game winning streak. Then he's only won two of his last seven. But the fact of the matter is that he had two really good games this past weekend, 41 and 42 saves and back-to-back nights. I think he's on the radar. It's probably a three. For me, it's more about 
the 2025 tournament for Ratzloff, and maybe you bring him in this year as the number three goalie for Canada. Thank you, Mr. Baker. We will talk to you soon. Have a great holiday week. You too. Thank you. Back after this on Sabres Live. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.